Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Jay Johnson gives his opening weekend details. He gives the opening weekend rotation. We posted it on the message board. If you're not subscribed to it, go to AYSSnetwork.com. Early, early this morning, around 6 o'clock, we posted that we had talked to some people around the program about that rotation, so it wasn't necessarily a, a very big surprise uh, over the rumors that had been happening. LSU finally confirmed it, at least, you know, completely today uh, of their weekend rotation, which will be Paul Skeens on Friday night. Well, not Friday night anymore, Friday at 3, which some people, are, people on Facebook are freaking out about. I, I, I really don't know. Just give him a participation trophy, Blake. That was literally two comments. People saying give him a participation trophy. Okay, well, good for you. Uh, But tomorrow at 3, because of weather, I don't know where you are currently at, but where I am currently at in the studio of AYS, it is absolutely coming down. Pause. But it is raining really hard uh, here tonight. So we'll monitor the uh, the weekend. LSU softball had to cancel their event or, or their event, their game tonight. They'll do a doubleheader tomorrow, which I'm sure will make even more people mad because they will. The girls can do it. You know, the softball team can do it. Why can't you? So nevertheless, Jay Johnson spoke with the media today. He gave us a lot of updates. He didn't hold back. We will touch on that uh, in detail. LSU football media day or SEC Media Day is going to Nash Vegas, baby. What you think, Zach? What you think? Okay. Uh, I talked to Joe today, Delion, and our good people over Believe. I think we're going to try to um, get our make our way, make ourselves over that way 
uh, since my wife isn't going to be eight months pregnant this time. <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll go to uh, be at the SEC Media Days this year. We'll talk on that. LSU is predicted. We'll go on to Rafino's Ranch. LSU predicted nine wins, some early uh, bets being placed. Some people, very small services, uh, are doing that. But 247 Sports came out with their win and loss totals for some teams. They're over-unders. We'll discuss that uh, here tonight. Why LSU, Why people think LSU's getting bad, I would love to hear the justification about that. We'll talk about that uh, here tonight. Uh, later on in the show, as we clo- close out uh, uh, tonight, we will talk a little bit about the Saints' Alvin Kamara uh, being indicted uh, today. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you got Jamar Gibbs out there, B. John Robinson. I- I- I'm assuming... You know, hearing some of the Saints media and Saints chatter, are they going to probably draft a running back? Uh, Running back was already in need. Very interesting situation with Alvin Kamara being indicted. Look, when when you see stuff like that about, like, being indicted, that's not a joke. Like, they have sufficient proof when you hear the word uh, indicted. Um, So, we'll see. I mean, look, let me just just say this – I am not condoning beating up somebody, okay? I'm not condoning fighting. However, I I just want to make it well known that if you touch somebody's wife, like if you touch my wife, hands are going to be, and especially in a bad way, hands will be thrown. So I don't know who Alvin Kamara's attorneys are, uh, but... And pretty much all 50 states, here's a little bit of a law degree for you. So if you've never talked with an attorney before, here you go. Any unwanted touching is considered considered battery in pretty much, pretty much all 50 states. His wife could, could press charges or his girlfriend could press charges on the alleged victim as well. So, well, I'm going to stay out of the legal uh, ramifications of this, but maybe, you know, I will use the law degree <laughs> and get something, and maybe we'll talk about it uh, here tonight. As we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake thoughts, questions, concerns. Put it inside the AYS chat, the Rudy Crew chat, and we'll get to as many of them uh, tonight as we can because it's going to be a pretty explosive show. Going to be a pretty explosive show, I think. Uh, Stephen Fry, let's get to a couple comments. So before we get started, said, Choo! BZB, the Italian stallion, Slick Rick, what's it doing tonight? Uh, Zach, what was the over-under we said? The first comment? The first comment of me not wearing a hat? I mean, brother can't look good? Going out on Valentine's Day this weekend? Trying to look good for my boo thing? Because she's my boo thing. Yeah, look, Kristen, Adam, no cap, for sure. Uh, but that comment was by our good friend Stephen Fry over at Construction Fry Construction and Dirt Services site, work and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers and demolition. They do it all. Go see them at 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana. Give them a call at 337-457-5100. It's 337-457-5100. Let them know that Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Yes.
I'm going to decide who this is. This is definitely Pooh. I see him typing something. Please stop. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm trying to think of something clever to say. I know it's probably pretty bad. Um, no. Anyway, look at Father A Bear. Look at those. Look at that swing. You think Father A Bear's ready for baseball season? Yeah, he is. He said Matt Trent got under your skin and you're not combing your hair. Ha ha ha. What did he say, Father? What did I miss? No, no. He's not getting under my skin. But I forgot what he said though. Me and Matt Trent talk so many times throughout the day, and he rips on me, and I rip on him. I don't even remember what he says half the time. Uh, Doug Ray says, Blake got them ears lowered trying to show out tonight. Yep, got the ears lowered. Uh, my children, speaking of Father Abear, I forgot to tell you this, and I apologize for that. Our kids are getting baptized this weekend. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So you boys got to, um, you know, when, you, when, you, when, when Mama gives you the stank eye, you know, like, yes, ma'am, do it, do what I got to do. Blaze on YouTube says, hashtag ask Blake, do you think we see a different rotation each week of non-conference? That's going to be the first thing that we, that we talk about. Um, Blaze, yeah, I, I really, it's not, uh, uh, really, it's not even really thinking about it. I mean, we'll talk about what Jay uh, mentioned in his press conference today that will be the first thing that we talk about a lot of people freaking out um a lot of people just freaking out that riley cooper is starting on saturday and then a lot of people don't know who chase shores is the 6'8 250 pound uh pitcher who's just been lighting it up uh this offseason and so has riley cooper uh and jay johnson spoke on that so we'll touch on that here tonight as well alex cormay uh zach also, the, the other, the second over-under, I said, how long would it take for somebody to say, bro, put the hat back on? Um, you did, you guys did not disappoint. I literally told Sack that within the first 10 minutes of the show, it's exactly what was going to happen. Here we are. Here we are. Jeff Two says, my man, you're one sexy Rico Suave beast with no cap. <laughs> I didn't know that y'all, I, I just, I can't believe that y'all are freaking out this, this much. Uh, Father Abear says, congratulations on the baptisms. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Saturday, they will be getting baptized. Um, Rick says, with the roster, I'm pretty sure most of us could put a lineup together, but I I trust Coach Jay Johnson. Yep. I do too. I mean, Rick, you, you, you take the words right out of my mouth there. You take the words right out of my mouth there. All right, last one, then we'll get rolling. Uh, Stefan says, I would assume Johnson and Johnson are preparing herd for Texas. Uh, probably, probably, but look, I, I think for, well, let's just do this. We'll just get into that, uh, in just a minute. Cause we got a lot, but we're going to talk about with Jay, some position groups, some, some guys in the lineup starting tomorrow that I think a lot of people weren't expecting. Um, so we'll touch on it guys. Opening baseball starts tomorrow at 3 PM. It's we're here now, baby. I have no idea what's going on with the uh, stream guys, but it's extremely bad weather. So if I go in and out, I apologize. Um, not a lot I can do about that. All right. 
Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on Facebook, continue to do us the favor by hitting the like and share. Share to those Facebook groups. Just do us a favor. Hit the like, hit the share. Facebook groups, no cap, whatever. Just do it for you. Do it for your boy. Also, if you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Thank you so much for doing so. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, the TuneIn app, or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we are still doing the $200 giveaway. We are not putting a time limit on it. Somebody is going to get $200. I don't know why you're not taking advantage of this. I will literally get... if. If there is one person that can get 20, 30 people, 40 people to subscribe to the Rafino and Joe show or AYS, I will give you, gift you the $200. Go get people to subscribe to Rafino and Joe show and AYS sports for your chance to win there uh, as well. If you, if you don't do that though, we'll just put you in a drawing if you're subscribed, <laughs> if you do subscribe, but wherever you listen to podcasts too. Uh, review, review, review. All right, guys, let's get this thing rolling. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and our good friends over at Bell Online. We're going to recap college baseball, LSU baseball, LSU football. I have a date for you. It's been swinging around out there for spring football. It sounds uh, it's going to be around March the 9th. So we're less than, um, less than a month away. So March the 9th, and I did say swinging. I know, it's. I said it's swinging itself out there, and I got looks from my producers. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll touch on that and much more. Let's get to a break. We'll we return in one minute. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. Uh, the producers say, I wonder if Coach Jay Johnson consulted with our resident Twitter coaches. No, they did not. No, they did not. Because Riley Cooper wouldn't. And what's crazy is they have not, majority of them, haven't been out there to watch any anything that's been going on this offseason. So, look, man, I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes you reward guys for dominating in, 
in the offseason, dominating in preseason. That's what you'll hear, what you'll see, and what we talk about with um, with Riley Cooper. Uh, Chris H on YouTube says it's swinging, and you're <laughs> and we're gonna t- touch on that. You're making it t- this too easy, Blake. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Kenny Futch says ready for opening day. I am as well. We're less than tw- 20, 12 hours away. I mean, close to twelve hours away, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. What am I thinking? Like 18 hours away. Uh, Father Abear says, we have guys riding the bench that could make a team and be competitive. I love the buy-in that Jay uh, has accomplished. So let's t- let's touch on that. And let's talk about that. So today, if you miss it, Jay Johnson met with the media. He he gave the, the opening rotation for the opening weekend. That being Paul Skeens on Friday. Riley Cooper on Saturday, and Chase Shores, the true freshman, on Sunday. Look, I don't think anybody is going to bat an eye that Paul Skeens is going to trot out there tomorrow at 3 p.m. and that he more than likely and hopefully, hopefully, is going to have a really good showing. I really don't think that a lot of people, even though no one's really seen him in a college setting in Chase Shores, pitch in this kind of environment Nobody really batted an eye when they heard today and they saw today that Chase Shorts was going to be the guy that's going to get the ball Sunday uh, on the mound for LSU. Everybody is really just asking a question about Riley Cooper. Now, Jay really talked about that in great detail. It was a guy that no, that he didn't really bring up a lot. It's a guy that the LSU media and really me and Matt Trent, when we talked to and interviewed uh, Jay Johnson is a guy that we didn't even really talk to him about. It, it, personally, though, I know that Jay, and just talking with him, Jay has had a very close eye on Riley Cooper, right? Like, in reference to, man, he came in a lot of games last year, got you out of a lot of jams. Now, when he ran out of gas... Team started hitting on him a little bit, but that was to be expected. The thing about Riley Cooper, if you saw him today, looks a little bit more trim, looks a little bit more lean, looks like he might be ready to go. But you can't teach having a left-handed arm and a guy going on Saturday. You know, and Jay quoted Augie today, the really great coach at the University of Texas, and saying this game is unique and you need to get left-handed pitchers and left-handed bats. LSU gotten both. Uh, honestly, a lot of above. I think that this Riley Cooper thing is not going to be an, be an end-all, be-all unless he goes out here Saturday and absolutely shoves it down Western Michigan's throat. Guys, am I lagging really bad? No? If he does go down there and shoves down Western Michigan's throat... And you're in a situation where, well, hey, man, I, I know Thatcher Hurd is on the cusp. He, he got hurt. He's coming back. How is that going to look? Maybe Riley Cooper doesn't get moved. You know, the, the one thing is that you just got to go out there and see. Now, do I think that Riley Cooper is going to be in the, starting ro- in the starting pitching rotation come SEC play? No, I don't. I don't think that he's going to be your Saturday starter. I think in a couple of weeks when you go up against Texas and you're you know, on the road trip 
uh, in Texas that you're going to be in a situation where maybe you throw a Thatcher Hurd and then you see what he can do. If Thatcher Hurd goes out there against Texas, he dominates there and he does some good things, then you have your answer. The guy probably needs to be in the weekend rotation. But as far as right now, as far as being in a situation where, and we talked about this at great length last night. I talked about it myself. We talked about it with Matt Trent. Look, you can't overreact a lot of times to non-conference. The times that you overreact in the non-conference is like what we mentioned last night. Like if you're just being lazy and the team's being lazy and they're being subpar and they're not really giving a damn and they're going over to Southern and no disrespect to Southern, but you're going over to really any FC, you know, I want to say FCS, but any lower program like a Southeastern or Southern, whoever it is, and you're losing and you're getting no hit into the eighth, that's when you start having issues. But right now, game one, weekend one, I don't think it's as big of a deal as some people on Facebook, some people on Twitter are making it out to be. Let this rotation work itself out because it will ultimately work itself out. Just like what Jay said and what he's going to do with the lineup. Paxton Kling is a guy that when he signed and when he committed and when he enrolled at LSU, you and I talked about him at great length. He's got the lettuce coming out of the cap. He's got the lettuce coming out of the helmet. Duke can absolutely mash. Looks like he's going to start in right field Friday. Or I keep wanting to say tomorrow night, guys, but I've been preparing myself to say tomorrow night all day. He will be starting in right field at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Looks like Brayden Bear is going to be in a situation where he finds himself in there defensively in left field. And I will just tell you this. Under Jay Johnson, and as the Oakley, if you've played baseball ever, whether especially if you played in high school and college, and as Matt Trent, who played five years of college baseball, alluded to last night, if you can hit the baseball, you they will find a place to put you. If they got to put Brayden Joe Bear at first because he keeps mashing the ball and move Trey Morgan to the outfield, they will do whatever they got to do to make sure that Joe Bear's bat's in the lineup. Now, is that going to happen? No, they're going to keep Trey Morgan at first. I think you get my what I'm trying to get here. If you got to DH him, you, you get what I'm saying. But then you take the bat out of Paul Skeens' hands. You got Jared Jones. Guys, I, I don't think – I just don't think that people are fully aware – um, of what this team's capability will be. Zach Poo, if I am start start lagging really bad, hit me up in the chat. I just keep seeing it going up and down. Um, I don't think people really know how good this team's going to be or really the – I think we know of the potential. I think we know that you have a lot of dudes that can come in here. Like, look, if you lose a guy, God willing, and knock on wood, and knock on wood, God willing, you have to – somebody's got to sit in the infield. Ben Nipolt or Nipolt, whatever you want to – whatever however he, you know, wants, what's to, wants to go by, is a really good defensive guy. guy that can actually hit a little bit, struggled a little bit, but a guy that can hit. Gavin Duga is also a guy that can come in, play second, has gotten better, has had some injury issues. But what's crazy is the dude hit 19 home runs in 2020, and I guess – pretty much based off of what we were listening from Jay Johnson today, dude couldn't even see. 
Bro, this dude hit 19 home runs and couldn't even see. <laughs> how, how in the world a guy can be here for this long, four years, and nobody pick up on this issue is beyond me. Now, I don't know if this is just a now issue or just happened issue, but he had eye surgery, got set back, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Man. But if you tally what your potential will be, look, Paxton Kling is a guy that could have easily gone into the first, second, third round. He he would have been drafted. Gavin Dugat, guys, I hate to tell you this, probably going fifth or sixth round last year, would have been drafted. Dugat's got so much talent that's returning. Enfield's going to be solid. Can Jordan Can Jordan Thompson continue to build on what he's doing? You just got so much at the plate that if defensively, and which is my biggest issue and my biggest concern, if they can clean that up, guys, this team's going to be really scary. They're going to be really tough to deal with. I know Tennessee's going to be really good. And, and, and look, I will make projections before we get into SEC play. I think Zach and I did this last year, and Zach was so wrong. <laughs> Zach was so bad. He went like 0-72. Not really. Not really. We actually split. We actually split. Uh, you took the East in Tennessee, and I think I took the West with A&M. If I'm not mistaken, didn't A&M win the West? Pretty sure A&M, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway. Uh, but And we'll give projections. But look, you don't have Florida on your schedule. You do have Tennessee. Just got to get through week one. Get through... Week one, start getting your feet under you. Weather's not going to be the greatest, but it will get better. I know a lot of people are going to want to see this team hit a lot, especially in game one. Let's hope that they can and, and surprise us and do some things. But, man, the the first five guys that you that Western Michigan is going to face tomorrow, Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, Tommy Tanks. I don't think Paul Skeens is going to hit tomorrow, so I'll just say Jared Jones. Whoever met Jordan Thompson, whoever Paxton Kling, it's going to be nasty, man. It's going to be a nasty scenario. So tomorrow kicks off what should be a really, really, really great season. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Um, Dwayne Official says, I'll be back when football starts. Okay, see you later then, bud. Pierce, and we're about to talk about football, which is so awful. Uh, Pierce Lee says a blind squirrel found 19 nuts. You know, when you put it, when you put it like that, when you put it like that from a, from a it's kind of funny because, you know, you got to be careful because Pope Pooh will come in here and just hit you with some random stuff like, you know, like stuff like this. Hold on. He'll hit you with something like this. <laughs> Pause. Um, but that's weird though. It gets Pause. me every time. Get the, 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 the replay gets me every time. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Um, but that is interesting. I mean, the dude could barely see and you're, you're, he's out there hitting 19 bombs, dude. Doug nose says Gidry going to get some play at pitcher this year. What? I, I don't know if you call it like that, but yes, He's, Jay said that they have a plan for Gidry to get back on the mound. Look, he was really good at Barb at doing that. Crazy thing is, man, the dude can mash at the plate. I think it was it 
Zach Tuesday, last Tuesday or last Thursday, something like that. Like I think he went like three of five and had a home run and two doubles or something like that. The dude could still really hit. The dude could still really hit. You could really put him anywhere, but they're going to send him up to do that. And look, if you if you have your infield, if you're set with the guys that you have right now, and you got you're good with Tanks, you're good with Thompson. You're good with uh, Ben Neopold or, or Duga. You're good with Morgan. You're good with what you have behind the plate. I, I mean, you want to get Gavin Gidry some action? I, he can pitch. Let him do it. Let him do it. And there's nothing wrong with him doing it either. Dude's good. Dude could really do whatever he wants, really. He's that talented. Like, you have a guy that played second, played short all offseason, then he comes in here and Jay's like, look, man, you got beat out. You just it is what it is why don't we work you and build you up to this year maybe you can go out there and throw and pitch a little bit i have no problem with that no problem with that and so what he might get rocked around a little bit i don't really care about that because he's not look he's gone through an entire offseason with literally going out there and trying to start at second trying to short start it short so we'll see uh chili says blake what are you hearing on jeremiah hughes i have not heard much um I know Miss Nikki comes in here and, and she goes in Twitter spaces. I don't really know if, tw- if people do Twitter spaces anymore. I haven't been in one in a long time. I know Pooh did one last weekend, I think. Um, did you do one last weekend? Yeah. Um, I have not heard much on, on um, Jeremiah Hughes as of now. But, look, we're not – a lot of these freshmen you're not going to hear a lot on. The only ones that have really – of the newcomers – so, and we could transition, not just yet, but just very quickly of the new newcomers that I've heard a lot about, Aaron Anderson is easily number one. Deshaun Womack is number two. I think Jackson Howard, I think just because of his athletic ability, the other defensive end, outside linebacker, whatever you want to call him, I think just how athletic he is for being 6'5", 6'4", 250, 260 pounds, uh, and then really the only other guy, Savion Jones, is a guy that a lot of people are making waves about on the defensive side. Um, really and truly, I, I'm really interested to hear, you know, and see, uh, you know, Gary Dellinger. Um, just some interesting thoughts and interesting things that are going on uh, 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 around there. Brandon Reese says, not much of a baseball person, but I'd rather hear about that compared to men's basketball at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, look, it's that part of the season. Um, it's that part of the season, man, where, I mean, look, we're going to cover college baseball, and I know that's, and we're going to cover spring football, which, guys, we're about to literally transition into here in just 45 seconds to two minutes, whatever it is. Um, but I get you. But spring football is going to be, I think, I'm pretty sure it's going to be March the 9th. I haven't. Uh, gotten that confirmed, just some things that I was hearing around town today. Uh, Aaron Hornsby says, pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to hear old Lynn Rollins. I wonder if it's going to be him and old Benny, Benny McDonald. I wonder if it's going to be him and Big McDonald calling the game. I'm ready to hear that, man. I'm ready to hear that. Sheldon McBride says Neopold at second and Malazzo at catcher to start the season. Jay, Jay, so it was funny. Jay was asked, um, 
Jay was asked today, he said, I think Cobble asked him, like, hey, who's going to catch? And he goes, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Look, Brady Neal, Malazzo, Jared Jones, whoever. I, I, guys, you're not going to be able to keep Jared Jones out of the lineup. Like, you, you're just not. And, and I know we talked about this at length last night, but that kid is just unreal, dude. Like, he's an unreal guy at the plate. I'll tell a quick story. There was a kid in Georgia that got drafted. I want to say in the late second round out of high school. I think he went to the Dodgers maybe, and I could be wrong here. But, no, it wasn't the Dodgers. Maybe the Rays. Was it the Rays? I don't remember. Anyway, in Georgia, kid high school, out of high school, got drafted. Brady Neal, I mean not Brady Neal, uh, Jones went like four or five off of him with three bombs. And that dude got drafted in the second round. <laughs> dude can just flat out hit. Like, if you're a baseball fan, just go grab a pen. Go grab a pen when, when the show's over with and start writing names down. And when you start writing names down and you have a guy, like, so Jordan Thompson legitimately, legitimately could hit seventh or eighth. Right? Like, you're you're in that situation. If Thompson is hitting seventh or eighth, and you go look at what Jordan Thompson did to the plate last year, guys, he hit, what, eight home runs, Zach? Eight home runs, and he batted 300? Guys, that's really stinking good. Really stinking good. We'll see. All right, two more, and then we'll, we'll, we'll transition here to some uh, some football. Father Abear says, I could argue LSU is a baseball school based on natties. Let the people get fired up now. <laughs> you know what? We might um we might need to do a poll on that. Do a Twitter, do a Twitter or YouTube poll. Golden Boot or, or Tigers Avenue. Why don't y'all do that poll? Based off of questions asked on AYS tonight, is LSU a baseball school or are they a football school? I am not going to agree with the father on it being a baseball school. I can't go there. All right, two questions from Brandon Reese, and then we'll go to a quick break, and then we'll uh, then we got a, some football we need to talk about. Brandon Reese says, hashtag Ask Blake, which SEC football baseball stadium have you visited? Almost all of them. Uh, before and want to visit some, or, or haven't. Do you say have you visited before or want to visit? Uh, I have not been to Tennessee uh, baseball. I have not been to Arkansas baseball, the new stadium. I've not been to Florida, new stadium. I want to go to every SEC uh, team. Now, me and my wife, um, me and my wife, my goal is, um, yeah, Pooh, this is a good one, multi-cool 13. On the third one, do both. So, football, baseball, and do both. Um, me and my wife, our goal is when we start to get ready to retire, kids are getting older, uh, we're going to visit baseball and football wise. We're going to visit every single stadium in a year, in a year. So I think that'll be uh, that'll be really fun. Uh, Brandon says also he says hashtag ask like which SEC football stadium do you want to visit someday? All of them, all of them. I've been to every SEC football stadium besides I want to say South Carolina. Let's see. But we went to Tennessee, Auburn. Tennessee, Auburn. I've been to Kentucky. 
Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure South Carolina is the only place I've never been. Only place I've never been. Gainesville was really fun. Gainesville, uh, and I didn't wear like LSU gear or anything. I just kind of went. You know, I think I'm pretty sure like I wore like a black a black like uh, three quarter sleeve and just like walked around and nobody bothered me and I, I probably should have wore some jorts to kind of fit in and some New Balances. Um, but I didn't, and I think me wearing khakis gave it away that I was an LSU guy because I got evil stares. Maybe, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. But let me talk tell you very quickly before we go to break about our good friends over at Wham Electric. Wham Electric, our licensed electrical contractor. Give them a call today at 985 985- Two four one eight zero five nine. That's nine eight five two four one eight zero five nine. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. And our good friends over, our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFS Mortgage, changing lives. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with him today at two two five six one four one two three four. Let them know. Blake sent you on by. Let's talk about a good friend, Carol Falls at State Farm. We return in 45 seconds. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Falls, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985 985- 395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! Brandon says, I'm surprised you visited at the Aggie um, cult territory. I did. Actually, believe it or not, it's not as bad as some people believe unless you're going to like a sporting event. But my God, they are the cockiest, most arrogant son of a bitches that I've ever met in my entire life or been around in my entire life. I'm talking about way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. My girl's coochie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna finish that. But arrogant is all get out. Did y'all see today? By the way, on Twitter, I saw this today. By the way, everybody hit the like and share too. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all those groups. If you're not, you're not living right if you don't hit the like and share. Um, did y'all see today that they're still giving out 74, 72 cups at sporting events, guys? They're still giving out, like legitimately. They gave out those cups uh, during the LSU women's basketball game, which LSU uh, women's basketball, I think, uh, tips off at eight tonight. But they gave it at, like, giving it at all sporting events. Like, I I don't get it. Like, bud, LSU has literally won a national title. Literally has won a national title. Fired and hired coaches. Joe Burrow has been in the league now. Will be going into his fourth year. Guys, Joe Burrow is going into his fourth year 
in the NFL, and they're still printing LSU Texas A&M cups when they won 74-72 in an outright stolen game by the SEC. That game was stolen, man. I can't be convinced otherwise. I, I can't be convinced otherwise that that game was stolen. It was their Super Bowl. That was like their Super Bowl. What a joke. How, how, how can you live with yourself knowing that the best thing that you've done in four years was win a game against LSU 74-72? Like, you didn't even print the cups when you beat Bama. What? Just goes to show you what, what teams put LSU in the, in the, you know, like where they put LSU in the pecking order of the SEC. It's just the truth. However, let's transition to some football before we get on out of here uh, tonight. I'll bring the guys up here later. I think Pooh might have to run. Pooh, you got to run to eight, correct, or 7.55. Um, so I, I'll get, I will get you up here. Um, today, 247 Sports. So you guys know and you see like right here, bet online. Look, I, I talk to people, especially people like at bet online or whoever it may be. Like, hey, what's your feel about LSU? Because they literally have no bias. They're, they're money makers. Like the way that they make money, obviously, is to be as non-biased as anybody in the country, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Benelon is not <laughs> going to run out there to lose money. That's not their goal. That's not their end game. Today, though, and, and, and talking with guys at Benelon and talk and seeing the 247 Sports Report, I don't know if y'all saw this. Guys, they have LSU at over-under nine wins. Over-under nine wins. So the question that I had for LSU football is, I know that you had the nine-win total. Are you saying LSU is going to be worse this upcoming year than they were last year? Because LSU got to the 10th win. Now, they didn't say regular season. They didn't say this is just regular season. This doesn't have anything to do with conference championships. This doesn't have anything to do with a bowl game. None of that. None of that. They think that their win totals nine games. Their pecking order or what they thought was Georgia at 13 and a half Alabama at 11 and a half, LSU and Tennessee at nine, and so on and so forth. So basically what they were trying to say was Georgia's going to win the East, Alabama's going to win the West, and the two teams behind them will be LSU and Tennessee. I don't think that, you know, I can probably see maybe where they get there with Georgia in the sense of like, man, look, they're, the you know, reigning, defending, two-time champion. I get that. But I need a justification of why you believe that LSU is going to be worse. Like, what are you seeing that nobody else around here is seeing that LSU is going to be worse in football this upcoming season than they were a year ago? So did they not replenish their roster? Good. Well, no, because they hit the portal. Some people believe that they got better at DB. They obviously returned so much, so many things offensively. So what is it? 
Is it Brian Kelly, you know, talking with people that are in the betting world who do this for a living? Well, no. Well, what is it? And I start asking the question, and everybody just has this thought, like, oh, well, it's Saban. And I, and I get that. Look, I'm, I have been burned at the altar too many times betting against Nick Saban. I'm sure you have as well. But I just don't think LSU is going to be worse. Like, it, LSU's one loss, if they were to lose to West, could easily just be to Alabama. I just can't see LSU being worse. Their schedule is more favorable. Now, could you be in a situation where you lose to Florida State? Maybe you lose to an Alabama. Maybe you lose to a team that you're not supposed to. Maybe. But that's not – I know at the end of the regular season you'll be 9-3, and three, but then you'd go to a bowl game, and could you win it? I just don't see their logic. I am going to say this for probably the first time, though. I don't know how I feel about this thing, about Alabama with Tommy Reese. We've talked about this religiously on the Rafino and Joe show. You can go and subscribe and listen to it. Why Alabama fans, why the national media, why so many people thought that Bill O'Brien was a bad OC? Did he have some situations where maybe in some situational play calling, you scratch your head and it's like, well, what happened there? But to all you LSU fans, you said the same thing about Mike Dembrock a season ago, and you won the West. Quite honestly, I would love an offensive coordinator that would bring alongside him in two seasons of averaging 40.5 points per game. Just being real with you. I don't know if you want your offense to score 40 and a half points a game, but I do. I'm not buying this Tommy Reese thing. If Alabama's going to get back to where they want to get back to, they're going to have to run the football at a very high clip and a very effective clip. I don't think that they can do that. I don't think that they had the offensive line to do that at the current moment. I don't know if they have a running back core that can do that. Jamar Gibbs isn't walking through that door. Maybe I'm missing something. Majority of the time, and Saban's never really had to do this. I don't know of a time that he's replaced both coordinators where they've gone and been a juggernaut the next year. Now, he's had a revolving door at times at OC, but the two DCs that he's had at Alabama, Kirby Smart and Pete Golding, really for long tenures. Now, you had Jeremy Pruitt that was in there for a little while, and, and I get that. But it hasn't been the revolving door in, the, in a decade and a half that you've had on the offensive side. Tommy Reese is easily the worst offensive coordinator hire that I can remember Nick Saban making, even at LSU. Jimbo did some good things. So when I look at that 247 sports report, I know they base that off of the blue chip ratio and the recruits you have. But man, I just can't, I, I can't get to a situation where when I look at LSU, them getting worse. Tennessee's not on that schedule. Uh, 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 um, let me think who else is on that. Who, who was the other cross-rivaled opponent? Oh, Florida. Uh, the last time Bama replaced both coordinators, they went to a natty and lost. What year was that? Was it 2018? Was it 2018? 
Yeah, 2018. Car- yeah, because 2018 was Kirby's first year at Georgia, right? Because in 20, 20- no, 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 no. It was 2017. They lost Pruitt in 18, correct? Or Pruitt left in 18. Yeah, because LSU, if you remember in 18, number was it number three or number two? Georgia came in the, in the Death Valley and Nick Brousset, Joe Burrow, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire clapped those ever-living cheeks. Uh, Loxley and Golding. Golding, uh, are you saying they were the ones that came in? Those are the ones that came in? Okay. There you go. And Loxley just hired Kevin Sumlin. God, if you're Notre Dame too, my God. Hey, newsflash. Kevin Sumlin's better than what you just hired, bud. Just letting you know. I don't care. if <laughs> This might be a wrong thing to say. I don't really care that Kevin Sumlin might, maybe likes having him a bourbon or two every now and then. He's better than what you got. Him and his bourbon whiskey. You know, like, I mean, come on. Anyway, getting into spring, we got about 10 minutes before the Lady Tigers tip off. Spring's going to be around March the 9th, March the 10th, a little bit earlier than maybe some were expecting. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm talking to people around the strength and conditioning uh, around LSU. They might, when it's all said and done, they might give Jake Flynn a statue, man. I'm talking to, I, I talked to two players today. Both of them said that like their squat had gone up 50, 60 pounds. Their bench had gone up. Their clean had gone up. Their body, they're more lean. They're more, you know, man, I, I'm ready for this to happen. And we've talked about this, what the position groups that we're going to, we're going to go to first. Obviously, I want to go look at defensive line. You got a lot of turnover there. I want to see what they want, what they have. Obviously, maybe some DB. I know that's what Wilson Alexander had talked about. I'm going to beeline it over to quarterback. I'm going to beeline it over to quarterback. I just want to see how, how much they've progressed. Talk to talk to a player today. Them uh, uh, and this is what the good thing is too. I think more LSU fans put a scenario or maybe like a script on like the relationship that Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer have. Like I'm hearing both of them are going out and working with wide receivers. They're both there doing it. Look, man. Sometimes you you get into toxic toxic situations. A lot of you. A lot of you, I would hope, work for a living, and some of you probably know are probably in, and some of you, as most can be at times, a toxic work environment. Imagine being in a toxic work environment and trying to do what they're doing. That just shows me that they're not in a toxic work environment, that they're really trying to achieve to go out there and win a national title and win the SEC, something that they fell short in doing last season in year one under Brian Kelly. I, I just can't I, I can't imagine um as we talked about them getting worse. But the other thing that I really can't really fathom is man, just how much this offense has changed so quickly. I mean, it doesn't feel that long ago that Jake Peets and DJ Mangus were running things, and then you got guys on the SEC network saying that, oh well, they don't really know what they're doing. You know, like they're being hamstrung by Orzron. For Brian Kelly and company to come in and do the things that they're doing, 
And I don't really think it's going to stop. I think you have two young quarterback or two good quarterbacks now. I hear Ricky Collins is doing some really interesting things. Hopefully he can, you know, get that deliver a little bit short. Like, Ricky, just go here, baby. Just go here. Don't go, you know, you don't shortstop that thing. Be here. Be quick with it. And I know that that's something that they're working on him. I want to see him. I want to see how he throws. I want to see what he looks like. But we'll be there in March in the start, or very early in March, uh, which I kind of like, and they separate things out. They don't wear the body down. So I, I, I like how they're doing it. I like how they're doing it. Rick says, Coach Jake Flint is the real deal. I agree with you. Chad says, and to think everyone thought that the sky was falling when they made the switch um, in the strength and conditioning department. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Everybody freaked out. Oh, God, Tommy Mouth. Oh, oh my booty hurts. Oh, oh puppy. <laughs> oh, puppy. Live it a vida loca. <laughs> she got dumps like a truck. Truck, truck. Balls like what? 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 All night long. Let me see that thong. Brandon Reese says, I was impressed that most of the players managed to stay healthy for the most part. They did, man. I mean, uh, what? Uh, Armani Goodwin uh, went down. Uh... Mason, I'm not going to blame Mason Smith's injury, though, on Jake Flint. And I'm not going to really blame it on anybody. There's nothing that you could really do there. Uh, but Mason Smith, Armani Goodwin, I mean, you had some guys banged up here and here and there, mainly, though, off of a concussion issue, right? Like, I mean, it's not like they had long-lasting injury uh, or anything like that. All right, Zach, get ready to come up uh, here in just a second. We'll talk some baseball. Shane says, shit, I still remember when three-fourths of the people in sports talking heads thought BK was a bad hire. Yeah, I know. And they hated him. Say it was a bad culture fit. Brian Driscoll, where you at? Where you at? You know? I, I, <laughs> mm. All right. I'm going to bring up Zachy. Zachy! Producer Zach. Uh what you doing? I'm chilling. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So, Zach, you're going to be coming out tomorrow with a LSU hype baseball video. Is this correct? We are, yep. I'm excited about it. It'll release probably around 2 o'clock when we go live. Uh, you need to do it at like around 10 a.m. Well, we're doing the show at two, so I, I wanted to just do it at it ten. Up. Do it early so people can see it. Let the mojo flowing, bro. You can't uh, you, we'll you do. Zach, have I ever steered you wrong before? No. Okay. Do what Daddy is telling you to do. <laughs> I'm serious. Drop it around ten. What about noon? No. Halfway. No. <laughs> Drop Maybe the hype. Well, you know, it's, you know what? I don't even know why I care. You know why? I'm not in it. You know, I just sit here. Oh, I promote yeah, Tigers yeah. Avenue podcast all the live long day, more than my own goddamn show. And here comes Zach, not putting Blake in it. If y'all haven't noticed, Blake, uh, he's been salty with me all day because I didn't put him in the baseball hype video. I mean, Jesus would have. 
<laughs> I don't know what Jesus would have done. I don't know. Hey, I know one thing. He could have hit a curveball. All right, Zach. <laughs> one sentence. What you think about LSU baseball tomorrow at three? What you thinking? One sentence. One sentence. You better be damn good. I'll give you three words. I am excited. Okay. That's it. You can you can go more than the sentence. Hey, what look, do you really look. think? If you haven't gotten into LSU baseball, like I know we had Dwayne up in here earlier saying, you know, I'll catch you back when it's football season. Dude, if you are not into LSU baseball this season, then something's wrong with you. I agree. You're not a true LSU fan if you ain't into LSU baseball this season. I agree. I think they're going to be good. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll be live after. We'll be live after. I thought we were going to do, you know, be able to go after the game like a dark. Won't be able yeah. to do that, but I, might be catching people I, after work now. <laughs> well, I, I just don't. Well, no, I mean, a game's going to end around six. People get off work on Friday before six. Uh, yeah, I don't know why time. people are freaking out about the time change, man. Like, I, I just, you know, I mean, yeah. I get it, but then it's pack like, it out Saturday. Yeah, pack it out Saturday. Who gives a damn? All good. It's yeah. Western Michigan. It's not Tennessee. No, they wouldn't do that for Tennessee. <laughs> no, they would not. <laughs> All right, Zachy, we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all have a good night, little girls. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.